Welcome to Pilates Simple, your Pilates community that empowers your movement, maximizes your results, and gives you the tools you need to understand your body simply. I am your host, Kira Obst. Let's demystify your body and movement together. Well, hello and welcome. I am Kira Obst. I am the owner of Iron Nine Pilates, and welcome to the podcast, Pilates Simple. I'm excited to be here. I am so delighted to be launching this podcast. It has been a long time coming. I have thought about this for years. I have put ideas down on paper, episode ideas, content ideas, target audience ideas, the elements of Pilates that I really want to hone in on ideas. And I woke up this week realizing that for all of the refining and perfecting of a podcast that does not exist, I was being ridiculous. (laughs) Sometimes the hardest step or the hardest beginning is the first step. And so here we are doing it. Because if you were to ask me, if somebody were to ask me why I was put on this earth professionally, so this does not this pales in comparison to being a mother and serving my family. That is my number one. I absolutely love being a mother. But professionally, why was I put on this planet? And I could tell you without batting an eye that it is to make movement accessible to more people. And so if I'm all wrapped up in my head about this perfect podcast and the flow that nobody cares about and making sure that I hit the right audience, which again, I'll go into that later, then I am doing a huge disservice to myself, but moreover to my calling and to you, those of you who are listening, because with my years of experience taking Pilates teaching Pilates, the many, many groups of people that I've worked with, and just always being a forever learner, I've got a lot to share. And I know that I share a lot of these things when I have one-on-one sessions with clients or when I'm teaching my classes, and I can see light bulbs go off in people's heads. But even those clients of mine, we're limited, right? And if I can get more people to understand Pilates and movement and their own bodies, then I am fulfilling my calling. And, you know, when I talk about like not knowing who my audience is, my goodness, I have spent years of my life trying to figure out who my target audience is. Is it people with injuries? Is is it moms? You know, is it uh, 30 somethings? Is it men? Is it athletes? And because that's what we're told in business that we need to find our audience. I've had so many different business coaches saying, you won't really have a business if you don't know your audience. And I'll tell you that that has really kind of held me back in business for a long time. And so when I woke up this week and I realized that I don't even need an audience, a specific audience for this podcast, I became free because Joseph Pilates... Let me tell you a little bit about his background, very succinct. He was a sickly kid and he had to figure out, you know, how to 
get his own health. And so he was, I, I believe he was bedridden and he focused on breath work and that's what he did for himself and he got himself healthy. And then during World War I, he helped to rehab injured soldiers uh, in an internment camp. And so that is a lot of times we think of Pilates as lying down, which is fantastic. But that's where that was inspired by, uh, being able to do exercises in a lying position. So think Matt Pilates. And then he started adding some spring-loaded exercises. So he would attach springs to the soldiers' beds, and then they started having some resistance to either assist them or give them something a little extra to start building building strength. And his book is called Return to Life because that is what Joseph Pilates helped people to do, not only for himself, but for these injured soldiers who were bedbound. And then uh, later down the road, the Nazis came and asked him to train the Nazis. And he said, no, thank you. And that is when he and his wife, Clara, moved to America and he was not really looking to find dancers to train, but dancers found him because they saw the value in what he taught and his methodology. And so that's a lot of times when people think of Pilates being so closely associated with ballet, that's kind of where that comes from. Because once he was in America, in New York City, then he started training ballerinas. But Pilates started from his own experience and then went to, you know, rehabbing soldiers and then to dancers. And so if Joseph Pilates didn't need a target audience, then I don't either. <laughs> that is kind of what I've concluded. So anyway, welcome. There's a tiny abbreviated version of where Pilates came from. And I will give you an abbreviated version of my own journey in Pilates. Uh, and hopefully this strikes a chord with you. And I'll also, I'd also like to just share with you what my intentions are for this podcast and um, to make this really valuable to you so that you can understand yourself, you can understand your body and your movement, um, but also you can understand all of these things without feeling like you need to know anatomical terms, without even having to be somebody who exercises at all right now. Like, I want this to feel accessible to you. A lot of times I've heard other podcasts from other uh, Pilates coaches or instructors or business owners, and something that I hear happens a lot is that the instructors get very technical in terms of their language uh, and verbiage about Pilates. And so it's almost as though those podcasts are really great for other instructors to listen to. But I haven't come across very many podcasts that are really layman's terms enough to be accessible to anybody. And I think that's what's really important. You know, it can be very easy for people who have a lot of background in a certain thing to get caught up in that language. But, you know, if, oh, I can't even think of an example. If an eye doctor 
is telling me that my retina has detached from, I can't even, I can't even, right? Like with my example. But if somebody, if if a professional is talking over my head, I will probably be a little bit hesitant, stressed out, uh, insecure about next steps. But if they're saying you need glasses because your vision is not very good, then I'm like, okay, so what do I do next? You know, it makes it more accessible. And that's what I want to be for you as well. I want you to start to learn with what you have. You don't need anything to listen to this podcast. Just like I tell people, when people ask me what I do and I tell them I instruct Pilates, they'll say, oh, I've always thought that I should try Pilates, you know, but I really have to get stronger before I come to one of your classes. Or, oh, my daughter tells me I should do Pilates, but I am not flexible. So once I gain some flexibility, I'll take your class. And maybe you're listening to this and you're like thinking, how ridiculous does that sound, right? But I hear, I get it all of the time. And to those people, I tell them every single time, you don't need anything to come to a class. You don't need anything to come to a training session. The reason you come to a class, the reason you come to a training session, the reason you end up doing a Pilates program is so that you gain those things. I've heard it so frequently from my own family members. I hear it all the time. I can't even tell you. And so if you're somebody who's listening to this and thinking like, oh gosh, once I get my my pre-baby body back, I'll start Pilates. Or once my knee feels better, I'll start Pilates. Or once I fit into those gym clothes, I'll start Pilates. Whatever your excuse is to not just starting, I will highly encourage you to put those excuses aside. Know that what you've got is enough. What you know, who you are is enough to step into that zone. Just like I woke up this week and thought, my goodness, when am I going to be enough to just start this podcast, right? You don't need to know anatomical terms. You just have to come here and listen and learn. That's all you need. And that's enough for you to really embark on a pretty spectacular journey because if you haven't started Pilates just yet, then I'm telling you, you're in for a wild and exciting ride. And if you are proficient in Pilates or you've been taking it for a little bit or a lot of it, then by having a better understanding of Pilates, of the principles, of the way that your body moves, the reason why your body performs or does not perform in a certain way is going to be really important for you to enhance your journey. So welcome. This is Pilates Simple. So let me tell you a little bit about my background. I was an athlete growing up. I loved to run cross country, probably wasn't the best cross country runner, but I ran track as well. Here's to the 400 meter dash, love the 400 meter. I was a competitive Irish dancer. I dabbled in other sports, but my true love was basketball. And I had a vision of 
playing basketball in college. I just loved it. I started basketball in third grade and played every year all the way through sophomore year of high school where I got a shoulder injury. I dislocated my right shoulder. And so I went to uh, physical therapy to gain my strength back. And I don't know, maybe if you're listening to this, you've been to physical therapy before, and maybe your experience was similar to mine where my right shoulder was injured. So I went into a room with a bunch of other people and I did exercises on the right side of my upper body. So, you know, band exercises like opening a door and shutting a door and, um, riding a bike, but with my arms, right? Stuff like that. Um, But really it was all do this with your right arm. That was my experience with physical therapy then. The doctor said, if you dislocate your shoulder again, then you're probably going to need surgery and you will be out of sports. And lo and behold, I'll never forget an aggressive game of basketball And I was a forward, so I was jumping up to get a rebound. Meanwhile, my opponent was also trying to get the rebound. She was charging towards me. I grabbed the ball. She tried knocking it out of my hands. The ball went behind me and so did my right arm. (laughs) And I dislocated my shoulder again. And it was so painful, so, so painful. I actually thought that I had punctured my lung. Like it was the weirdest thing. I thought that I broke a rib and it punctured my lung. Like in that split second of pain, right? And so lo and behold, I went to the hospital. I had to get carried out on a chair and they reduced it. And then we scheduled surgery and I was out of basketball from there forward. And it really was dismantling to me because I just, that was kind of my goal. That was what I was driven to do. And I never had a plan B. I never really thought that I wouldn't play basketball. And so I felt very lost after the surgery and next season when things rolled around and I couldn't run, I had to stop Irish dancing because my my shoulder was so tender. And so anyway, I just kind of lost myself, I'd say after that injury. Well, fast forward a few years and I decided to get back into fitness and I kind of went back to what I knew best and that was running because it's something that you can do by yourself anytime, anywhere. It was great. So I began running, but even still I had to baby my shoulder. I would have to cradle my right arm with my left arm so that like my arm wouldn't be you know, bouncing around and being jarred while I was running. And then a couple of years after that, and I didn't get any results from running and I hated every minute of it. Like, but I thought I was doing the right thing, right? For my, for my body, because it was something that I could do. And then fast view, fast forward a couple more years and I had babies. And again, something that was accessible to me was running with them in the double stroller. And I remember, and it was actually really good for my shoulder to have the double stroller that I was pushing because then at least my shoulder was stable. And that's when I started feeling like the work in my core was working a lot harder than me trying to so hard to protect my shoulder. So stability was great with the double stroller. But I remember one day I was running down the street. It was a beautiful day. 
and it was like the perfect temperature. The kids were in the stroller and they were super happy. They had their little snacks and I was running. And I remember thinking like, I should be happy because I should like running because I used to like running. But the reality was my right hip was hurting. My SI joint was always angry with me. My shoulder was always in a delicate situation. And I was running down the street and I just thought, this sucks. I hate this. (laughs) And I ended up finishing up my run and I sat down at the computer when the kids were sleeping and I went to go look at local gyms. Like, what can I do that I'm going to like more than this? Because I was lost. I found a deal at a local gym, like a three-month membership sort of thing at a local gym. They had childcare also. So I was like, perfect. That's what I'm going to do. So I committed to, after dropping one kid off at kindergarten, that I was going to go to the gym on Tuesdays and Thursdays right after I dropped off from school. So I walked into the gym and at Tuesday at, you know, 7.50 or 8 a.m. or something like that. And I thought like, what the heck do I do now? And I saw a group exercise schedule posted. And so I walked over to it and I saw that they had classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 a.m. So I was like, okay, sure, sign me up, whatever. So I walk in and it turns out it was a Matt Pilates class. And prior to that experience, my only experience with Pilates was in gym class in high school. I remember, I mean, in retrospect, I'm thinking my gym teacher, she was probably exhausted, maybe hungover. Who knows, right? But for whatever reason, one day she rolled the TV on the TV cart out into our gym, stuck a VHS tape in that was practically black and white, practically, you know, that like really old faded and it was Pilates. And I just remember thinking like, what are we doing? (laughs) And we were graded on that day, by the way. So anyway, that was my only other experience, but I decided to go to this Matt Pilates class and I thought, okay, like I can get down with this. I am working out while lying down and it challenged me and I was sore after and, but I didn't feel like I needed to take a nap. Like after I'd go for a run or something, I would just be like depleted and hungry. But I went to this first Matt Matt Pilates class and I was like, okay, that's interesting. Like sign me up if I get to lie down for my exercises And then I still had energy to spare for the rest of the day. So I continued on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then I remember one day I was sitting on the mat and I looked at myself in the mirror that was in front of me and I was like, oh my gravy, I have a waist. (laughs) Like I have a waist. I never knew I didn't have a waist, But since starting Pilates, like, I've got this cute little figure happening. And at that point, I had two babies. And I was like, this is cool. Because I really don't feel like I'm doing, like, too much. But my body is showing up. And then a few times after that, I remember, again, sitting on the mat. And it was towards the end of the session. And we were just doing some breathing exercises after we had done our work. And... I took a big breath in and all of a sudden I just felt, and I kid you not, I felt like I was in the presence of God. Don't even ask me why. 
And I like looked around the room to see if everybody else was experiencing what I was experiencing. And everybody else kind of looked normal. And I was just like blown back thinking, this is a holy experience. I don't know what it is about the experience that's holy, but it is. You know, come to find out later, what I never experienced as a runner that all runners talk about is getting a runner's high. I was just flooded with endorphins and dopamine. I had a runner's high in Pilates. And it was at that moment that I was like, okay, so I get a waste by lying on the mat and then I'm in the presence of God. Okay, well, I guess this is my life calling, right? <laughs> and it was, and, and by the way, one of Joseph Plotty's famous quotes is, in 10 sessions, you feel different. And in 20 sessions, you look different. And in 30 sessions, you have a whole new body. And I can attest to that because probably right around my, between my 20th and 30th session, I was, for the first time in my entire life, able to do a push-up. And we're talking, despite the shoulder injuries and this weak shoulder that I had, I was able to do a push-up. And then I was able to do six push-ups and then eight push-ups and then 12 push-ups. And I no longer had SI joint pain. My hip was finally feeling good. Even when I would still try to go for runs, I felt stronger. I felt taller. But most of all, I wasn't having to baby my shoulders. And I was finally able to position my shoulders uh, and stabilize my shoulders for everything that I did. Because even sometimes, like if I would, you know, load the dishwasher wrong and I moved a little bit too quickly or something, like it would feel like my shoulder would dislocate. So, like, this was huge for me that I was building strength while lying down. (laughs) So, Anyway, I decided to inquire about how to teach and went through full comprehensive training through Balanced Body, uh, which is a Pilates corporation. And I uh, started teaching Pilates and the rest is history. I started teaching at local gyms and at nonprofits because I just thought, my goodness, I if I could shout this from the rooftops, I would. And so the best thing that I could do was get myself in front of as many people um, that had access to you know, a, a gym membership and the nonprofit was the way to go because not many people are turned away for not being able to afford fitness. And so I aligned very strongly with that. And then in 2018, I decided to open my own business, Iron Nine Pilates. I had a studio in uh, Buffalo, New York, and it began as a Matt Pilates studio. And I called it Iron Nine because for two reasons. Uh, iron comes from Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, and that verse is iron sharpens iron as one friend sharpens another. Because what I know to be true is that without community, we can't get very far, right? And when you even think about uh, what what people call what um, anthropologists, sociologists, sociologists, I suppose, um, call blue zone folks are the people who in certain areas of the world live the longest. And so there is just tremendous amount of research on 
what it is that keeps people living longer and more healthfully for the duration of their lives. And so there are a few key indicators of longevity. And one of them is community. People who live among community not only survive longer, but they thrive longer. And I want that to be my folks' experience with Pilates. Yes, you can do it alone, but you're going to get farther when we do this together. You're going to get farther when you have uh, a community, even if it's online. In person is great too, but when you have a community, you are going to be healthier for longer, guaranteed. Research shows. So that's where iron comes from. And then nine is the nine principles of Pilates. Uh, that's going to be a different podcast episode, but I will just for for kicks, I'm going to challenge myself and see if I can rattle off the nine principles of Pilates without any help, without any cheating. So we've got whole body movement, relaxation, breathing control, centering, breathing control, centering, <laughs> whole, uh, well-balanced muscle development, rhythm and flow. That's one. Oh, I'm missing two more. I said centering control. Concentration is another. And did I say relaxation? I think I did. Darn, I'm missing another one. I always miss one. And it's never the same one. I always miss one. Anyway, there, there's eight for right now. Uh, we'll do a whole other episode on the nine principles of Pilates, what they mean and why they're important uh, next time. But anyway, and so that's where iron nine Pilates comes from. Uh, I get a lot of golfers attracted to me, especially on social media because, and I didn't realize why for a while until I realized that nine iron is a golf club. Um, I'm not a golfer, obviously, but anyway, uh, golfers need Pilates too, for sure. Those rotations, woof, want to do those well. So that is a little bit of my background. That is where Iron Nine Pilates comes from. And I'm excited for you to join on this journey. Again, whether you're new, whether you're seasoned, this is for you to get even better awareness, develop better skills, develop more knowledge about what you're doing, why you're doing it, and also how you're doing it. And so what I foresee this podcast turning into is of course, education. Education on different elements of Pilates. So we've got the principles, what is core, the background. Um, I don't have my notebook in front of me, but there are... Oh, actually, I do have my notebook in front of me. Let me see. Um, what's the proper nutrition for Pilates? Uh, different learning styles and how you can find a st- style that best suits you. What does it mean to have access to all movements of the spine? All these different things are so important for folks to understand. Yes, you can go to a Pilates class and you can get tremendous results without having a lick of knowledge. But I'll tell you, when we can get you working like an efficiently well-oiled machine, it will be a game changer for your life. So that's the purpose of education for you. And then... The second piece to this, again, since 2020, I've been thinking about this, is having some Matt Pilates classes 
auditory classes that you can take just simply by turning on this podcast and following my verbal instructions. So I'm thinking 15 to 30 minutes long, you can follow along, whether it's on your lunch break, before you go to bed, first thing when you wake up in the morning, it can be anywhere, anytime, so that you can get moving. And I'm telling you, I tell people, you don't need to work out even more than 45 minutes a day. 45 minutes or less is great. 15 minutes is amazing. I love 30 minutes a day. It's like a sweet spot for me. In fact, I offer Matt Pilates classes Monday through Friday on Zoom first thing in the morning. They are 30-minute classes because the most important exercise that you can do... Has anybody ever told you the secret? The very, The most important exercise for you to do, no matter what your goal is is one that you will actually do, one that you will actually enjoy, right? So, and and one that you can show up to consistently. So I could offer hour-long classes Monday through Friday. Sure. Is that accessible to many people's schedules? Absolutely not. And I know that from the 10 plus years I've been teaching in the fitness industry. Time restraints are time constraints are huge restrictions to people just beginning on their journey. So 15 to 30 minute sessions that you can do guided sessions by just turning on this podcast. That's another goal of this podcast for you. I hope that this has served you, given you a little bit of clarity, a little bit of insight on where we're going to be going with this. I'm really excited to be having you and uh, I will talk to you next time. I hope you enjoyed the episode and thanks for tuning in. To get more information, you can find me at iron9pilates.com or on Instagram, searchable iron9pilates. Please leave a kind review and lots of stars. Have a good day.